0: Welcome to So What's The Problem, in which we rewatch movies from our youth to determine if we're problematic by today's... By... Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> to see if we're problematic by today's standards, I'm Jimmy.
1: And I'm Jen. Today we'll be discussing Red Heat, which was released in the US on June 17th, 1988, and in the UK and Ireland on January 13th, 1989. It was written by Walter Hill, Harry Kleiner, and Troy Kennedy Martin. It was directed by Hill. It stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, James Belushi, Peter Boyle, Ed Ross, Larry Fishburne, and Gina Gershon.
0: Yeah, it's Larry Fishburne in this movie, it's not Lawrence. He hadn't changed his name, well, he hadn't used Lawrence at this point. He was still Larry. (laughs) Uh, So what's going to happen is this. Jenny and I have thought of three problems that this movie has, three each, and then we've also thought of a positive, and we're just going to have a nice little discussion of it. So, Jen, had you seen this movie before? I'd
1: never heard of this movie before.
0: <laughs> You'd never heard of no. it? No.
1: It's
0: a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> it's fighting. Yeah. Um, it's not as bad as 48 no. uh, hours. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't remember the first time watching it. But I know I watched it a lot when I was younger. Mostly taped off the TV. It's one of those ones. Um, and then I bought the, the VHS... I think I had the DvD at one point. Now I have the Blu-ray. <laughs> and I watched the Blu-ray last night in preparation for this obviously, and that was the first time I watched the Blu-ray and I think I've owned it for like three years. So yeah, I just it's one of those ones that I just loved watching because of the T V edits. Okay. I would do that I would do that quite a lot. I would watch edited versions of Tango and Cash and uh Robocop. The Robocop TV version, which you can actually get on Blu-ray, by the way. Arrow Video released Robocop on uh, Blu-ray a couple of years ago. And one of the special features is the the TV version of the entire movie. Uh, And I think more companies should do that. Because I think that's a genius idea.
1: (laughs) I have... I don't know if I've ever watched it the whole way through, but I have... um how Hall- the TV version of Halloween because they had mm. they had to cut so much out that they ended up uh shooting stuff when they filmed Halloween 2 just for the um the TV edit
0: yeah, yeah a lot of a lot of movies would do that back in the day. They would just film extra scenes because they know they would have to pad out the runtime um on TV
1: yeah, Fast Times has deleted scenes on the TV version,
0: yeah. Uh, I would, yeah, I, I just wish I could watch the TV versions of a lot of these things again. I can't I think Red Heat was actually one that had, that kept some, some of the swearing in, because, like, if it was, it was on ITV, and sometimes they would just cut out some of the swearing, and, you know, just limit the swearing, and limit the nudity, uh, and the violence, uh, Blood Squibs would usually get, you know trimmed down, you wouldn't see the impact as much. Mm -hmm. There was a time, I think, round about 93, ITV in the UK decided they were going to have an action movie sort of season, and every Saturday night they would show a brand new premiere of an action movie that they hadn't shown before, and they were all TV edits. They had bought the rights to the TV edits from American TV, which is something they hadn't really done before. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: They would usually just edit the movies themselves and then keep someone swearing in, but that's where us in the UK got um, our first taste of what it's like living in America, because all the swearing was dubbed very badly. Yeah. Um, Whereas this, watching it on TV, it was our, it was a UK edit, and the beginning with James Belushi grabs that guy and says, freeze, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. He just says, freeze, mother. (laughs) Whereas you could tell it was edited um, whereas like the American version he would say something else you know yeah but, yeah. that's how you could tell the difference anyway let's get into our uh, problems and my first problem is James Blushie <laughs> here's the thing when you watch movies when you're younger you tend to let a lot of things slide yeah and you tend to let like some bad performances go to the, by the way side you just like right that's fine. You Maybe don't even recognise that it's a bad performance. Or it's an over-the-top performance. Or that the, the character who you may find amusing when you're young is actually a giant fucking
1: arsehole. Hmm.
0: You might not recognise that when you're a child. Yeah. But watching it as an adult, he's a giant fucking arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't change. He's still a giant fucking arsehole at the end. He doesn't he really give a shit when his, his um, partner's murdered? We don't get a reaction from him. Mm-hmm. Also, also, he doesn't shut the fuck up. Yeah. It just makes me question if I ever really liked James Belushi. Because one of his movies from 87, I think, is called The Principal. And I used to love The Principal. Um, but now, thinking back and watching this, I'm like, but do I like him and The Principal? Uh, That's that's a movie we should do, actually. I'll pick that at some point. What is your first problem?
1: Okay, my first problem is a problem I have with a lot of movies and TV shows. Um, Mm -hmm. It is the fact that when you have a shootout with the good guys and the bad guys, Mm -hmm. that the bad guys seem to have really good aim when it comes to everyone the good guys work with, except for our main characters. So they can yeah. be shooting at Arnold Schwarzenegger and they like, that guy's huge and they, they they don't get a shot in, but they have perfect aim for shooting every single one of his colleagues.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't like that.
0: Or by. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like stuff. they, they don't seem to have problems, you know, shooting the other people they're trying to shoot. But then when it comes to our main character, it's like they, they have no aim mm-hmm. and it just drives me crazy. It's it's one thing if it's like one or two characters or whatever, but at the beginning of this movie, there were a bunch of guys that they shot no problem, but they couldn't get Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger.
0: That's what you would call plot armor. That's another thing, though, right? Watching this as a kid, that probably wouldn't would have bothered me at all, because I would have just thought, yeah, he's not going to die. He's 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 Arnold. Mm-hmm. He's the uh, he's the main character. He's not going to die. But now watching it as an adult, it's like, yeah, but he should. He should get hit by a lot of bullets and die, and the movie ends 30 minutes in. Mm
1: -hmm. Or at least get grazed by a bullet or something. Come on.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, as an action star, Arnold wasn't really above getting hit. Mm -hmm. Like, you would hear a lot like uh, Steve Seagal, and uh, even now you've got Jason Statham and all that lot who are like, right, I don't get hit, or if I get hit, I don't get hurt. Mm -hmm. Well... Yeah, fuck you, buddy. It's like, um but Arnold was kind of like, yeah, I'm going to get hit, but I'm big and tough and I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But he still gets hit. He gets beaten up a lot in his movies, Um, which I like. The ultimate one for that, though, is the best example of a hero is uh, Bruce Willis and Die Hard. In the first Die Hard movie, he goes through a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Um and in nineteen eighty eight that was kind of a big deal. I was like, um, wait a minute, this action hero is getting he's bleeding a lot, yeah, and that's what you know makes Die Hard stand out a lot from other movies. Uh, but then again, the year before that, uh, Mel Gibson was getting electrocuted, (laughs) strung up in um, lethal weapon. Uh, but yeah, I agree, it's ridiculous.
1: I mean, it's something that I know is necessary for action movies and action TV shows. But for the first scene of this movie, I felt like it was just a little too extreme. How many of the other like Russian cops or whatever that they were killing? Yeah, um, but that they couldn't get Arnold. Like it was, it, there were too many of them.
0: I know it was a bit silly. And even in the um, even in the scene where he breaks that guy's wooden leg mm-hmm. off. From- that scene just after that, there's a shootout and it's like, he doesn't get hit, but everyone else is dying around about him.
1: Yeah, it's just a few too many for me.
0: No, I understand that. I usually prefer movies where the action, like, there's not too many shootouts and, like, the action is more like, uh, you know, fighting or uh, chases or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, shootouts, gun violence and stuff is fine, but it's like, uh, in movies, <laughs> but it's, um, too much of it can be a little bit sort of, yeah, okay, we get it, you've got guns, you can't hit anything worth a shit, you know, mm-hmm. just sort of calm down a little bit. My second problem is this. A guy dressing up as a nurse to kill someone does not a transvestite or drag queen make.
1: Yep, But they
0: keep calling him drag queen And then even El Transvesto. Yeah. And that's the 80s for you, isn't it? Just problematic language like El Transvesto. Uh, But the guy wasn't either of those things. Mm -hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but he was just dressing up to kill someone. He was in a
1: disguise.
0: Exactly. A very good disguise, because James Belushi wanted to bang him. So it worked.
1: I'm just glad we didn't get any gay panic jokes out of that. Yeah. I fully expected that.
0: So did that, actually. I, f- I couldn't remember much about it, but then I, w- I was like, no, I've- I thought he
1: would. I mean, he-, he says,
0: damn, it's a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't recoil or anything, or in a dead man's face or anything, so-, so there's that.
1: Yeah, so kudos to them, I guess.
0: <laughs> What's your second problem?
1: So Arnold Schwarzenegger is in the hospital. Um mm-hmm. and he's about to leave and he's putting a suit on. Where did he get the suit? Yeah. Where did he get that suit? And I know he didn't just steal it from someone because he's a big guy. He needs a specific size. There's no way he found someone in the hospital with a suit that just happens to fit him.
0: I think I can answer the question, though. I think the other Russians brought it to him um, because he is not an officer um, in America and he should not be wearing the officer's uniform. So... That's that's what I would say, that they brought it. But they, they should show it. They should show them giving them it.
1: Fine, then I'll change my problem to they show. They focus too much on the naked women at the beginning.
0: 13-year-old me didn't complain.
1: I'm sure. Because <laughs> that was another one I almost mentioned. I also don't understand why people wearing so few clothes would be working out. Seems dangerous.
0: I know. 13-year-old uh, hormonal me didn't complain about that scene. But yeah, they do kind of focus on that. Um, and that brings me on to my third problem, which is the the treatment of Gina Gershon's character. Mm-hmm. But not just that. After watching the rest of the movie, I added, oh, women, really? That's about it. Because Belushi calls a nurse a bitch for just doing her job. Mm-hmm. Um, he insults a waitress for no fucking reason. Yeah, he's
1: so rude to her.
0: Yeah, he he married that woman, that actress, two years after this movie, and then divorced two years after that. All right. Why does the, the young woman in um room three two have to be naked? Yeah. Uh, we learn she's a prostitute. Whoopie doo. She doesn't have to be naked. Oh, and I didn't know what trick meant when I was a kid. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> I just I just thought when she said they uh, they blew my trick away. I thought that was the guy's name. <laughs> A lot of Gina Gershon's scenes were actually cut out. She had a bigger role.
1: Okay, I was wondering about that.
0: Um, I think you also see her getting killed on screen, but here she just dies off screen. It's just like she runs away and there's nothing... You don't hear from her until the the news that says she died. Yeah. found her body. So the movie as is is even disrespectful to her character because she dies off screen. Uh, But it's just the way they talk to her at first hmm And the way Jim Belushi talks to her, it just, like, treats her like garbage.
1: I don't like this thing, and it, they had it in Twins, too, where, like, back in the day, luckily it's not as much of a thing anymore, but back in the day, it was, like, your, like, cool or funny character or whatever is just, like, really shitty when they talk to or about women.
0: Yeah, because he's supposed to be funny. Mm-hmm supposed to. Yeah, this
1: wasn't... I was like, oh, well, if Jim Belushi's in it, it's probably going to be a funny movie. This movie wasn't funny.
0: No. He insults her looks as well. Um, which is crazy, because she's, like, 1988 Gina Gershon. Mm-hmm.
1: She's gorgeous.
0: Yeah, and he insults her looks. Uh, but, yeah, he's just an asshole. They cut a lot of her scenes out, and I think that, from what I heard... Um, watching the behind-the-scenes stuff, and you don't really get it in the movie. But she, she didn't know who um, Edo Ross's character was. I can't remember his name. She actually did marry him because she liked him, mm-hmm. and um, and he lied to her and uh, and all that. So she is actually like a victim. And you do learn in this movie. You do learn that she's she is trying to get away from it, but. The movie paints her as though she knew, and then she just has a change of heart. And the edited scenes—no, <laughs> she she's a victim, um, and she really just wants to get out. She's had enough.
1: That's more interesting than what they did.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, come on—they even left in the part where she says, um, "I want to start a, a, a dance school for kids," mm-hmm. and it's like bastards. <laughs> and then you kill her the very next scene off screen you know? Mm-hmm. But, so, what's your uh, final problem?
1: The the sex worker you mentioned a few minutes ago um, that was in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, what the fuck? Like, he goes into the hall and she, like, follows him and is like, what are you doing? Yeah. Are you gonna start shooting again? Let's get out of here. Come on, let's get out of here. Why wouldn't you just run? I know. They seem to add, like, a sidekick. Mm-hmm. You know, a female sort of
0: sidekick. Like, an hour and fifteen minutes into the movie and then she just disappears. It was very strange. It's like she was in the movie the entire time.
1: Yeah, I didn't I didn't understand what they were doing there and she just came off as really stupid when they already like look, she's already been through enough. And this actress has to be naked on screen. Like just let her go. Yeah. I I just it, she was just so annoying and I didn't understand the point.
0: No, that's fair enough. Is she still there just to have a woman scream on screen because Walter Hill jerks off to that kind of thing? I don't know, because I don't think Walter Hill likes women much. At least he didn't in the eighties, because women in these movies were usually treated like garbage. I'm
1: mm-hmm.
0: pondering whether to keep that bit in or not. I may just do. It. So my my positive is the hero is Russian. In a movie released during the Cold War and before the Berlin Wall came down, that's pretty ballsy. Mm -hmm. Because not only is he the hero, he's also a far better police officer than all the American cops we meet.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because they're useless. Uh, It doesn't entirely work. Uh, It doesn't exactly show Russia in a great light, but I like uh, you know admire the attempt. You know. Uh, and it was the first Hollywood movie to be shot in Moscow's Red Square mm-hmm. apparently they got permission um, but rumours are that they just flew there and just um, filmed and then ran away. So I was watching behind the scenes stuff and Arnold uh, apparently got um, swarmed by a lot of like kids, mm-hmm. uh, young people, uh, he said kids um, and they wanted autographs and stuff Um, And he was quite surprised by that, because he didn't think he was a star, like, he was famous in Russia. But apparently they had watched him through, like, uh, pirate videos and stuff. Uh And in the the -the behind-the-scenes stuff, he's quite humble about things like that. Mm -hmm. Because the way he says it is, um, he said that they swarm us instead of they swarmed me. Um, and he says, uh, I had no idea we were so popular there, but it was clearly, you know, him that the kids wanted to see. But his wording, his wording was quite specific, and he's, he was saying us rather than me. He wasn't being egotistic about it.
1: And I quite like that. That's very interesting. I, When you said that, you know, he was surprised, like, he didn't know he'd be so popular there. I was just thinking, well, well, that's humble, because... When you're such a huge star, like, you know, you hear about people's egos, you would think he would just assume people knew who he was everywhere he went. He's an interesting guy.
0: He is. He's quite funny as well in the behind the scenes stuff. Um, Him and Jim Belushi just kind of riffing off each other. is quite interesting. Um, So what's your positive?
1: I don't know. It's one of two things. Either Arnold Schwarzenegger, just because I I always forget I like him way more than I think I do. I think Mm. I kind of blow him off you know in my head when i think about him and then i watch his movies and i'm like no i enjoy watching him but then also i just love when his character saw the porn on the screen it was like capitalism because you know what i hate yeah. capitalism <laughs> and it doesn't have anything to do with porn but i just he said that and i was like yeah because <laughs> that's who i am he
0: was talking about socialism
1: yeah and how socialism works yeah and i was like <laughs> yeah socialism <laughs> Uh, I'm in the wrong country. So, well, I don't want to be in Russia, but.
0: So that was one of your positives. You said you had two, or did you
1: name it? Yeah, those were the two. Yeah, was yeah. just Arnold hating was on capitalism hands. and yeah, yeah. Arnold, yeah.
0: Yeah, you see, the thing is, I think a lot of directors kind of leaned into the fact that he wasn't the strongest actor mm-hmm. back in the 80s. Um, because you've got James Cameron who casts him as um, a cyborg killing machine. With very little things to say, mm-hmm. and you've got like uh, John Millais, who uh, directed Conan. You know he doesn't say much in that, and he's very deadpan in that. And then you've got um, this movie where Walt Wau actually wrote this part for him, so he knows that he's not the strongest actor, so he casts him in this sort of deadpan way. Mm-hmm. And it works, and then you've got twins. He's funny in that, and he's likable, and he's charming as fuck in that movie. And I think that is just Arnold.
1: Yeah. Well, he's he he's so good. Like the thing with twins is he's so good at playing a very innocent character. Yeah. And from the way you're describing how he was talking in those interviews, it sounds like maybe he actually just is. Yeah. You know, well, definitely. Which is kind of sweet, actually. Mm-hmm.
0: But then he got sort of dragged into the. Uh, Republican machine, um,
1: yeah, but you know, I'm pretty convinced. Like, if if we didn't have the rules that we have about being president, dude would be president. Yeah, Trump would have never been president. Arnold Schwarzenegger would have run and won. I know.
0: I also think um, Arnold's actually quite sort of more left leaning. He is.
1: Yeah, he is. He's a he's a more moderate, from what I know, um, especially these days.
0: Well, absolutely. I think he was just more like a Republican by default. Yeah,
1: I don't. I don't know that much about, like, his policies and his beliefs, but I know that any time I have heard him talk, he definitely seems a lot more moderate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not going to pretend to know a ton about his politics.
0: No. My notes, um, I had no idea what Gumby was when I <laughs> this movie, or the second time, or the third time. Um, yeah, I learned about Gumby later in life. Wait a minute, what is Gumby? Is that that big green thing? Yeah, it's
1: a green guy. It was like a claymation show.
0: So why does he call him Gumby? Because Gumby's...
1: Tall? Um. Yeah, I would think it would be because if the suit was green, but the suit wasn't green. No. So I don't really understand. I think it was just a, like a truly terrible joke. Yeah. Maybe somebody was colorblind. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Possibly uh, the gun that Danko says is the most powerful handgun in the world doesn't actually exist. It was created by the props department for the movie. All right. Yep. This movie flopped. It was a big flop. Uh. But. Twins was in the exact same year, and that was a massive hit. So swings and roundabouts. Uh, Arnold lost weight for this movie, and Belushi beefed up for this movie because <laughs> Arnold saw him, and he was going through his skinny phase. And he said, "No, you, you're supposed to be a, like a beefy Chicago cop. Put on some weight." So he did, and Arnold lost weight.
1: Yeah, Arnold's tiny in this movie.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's not, he only lost like fifteen pounds or something. Yeah. to be fair. But, you know, he is actually smaller than this than he is in Twins.
1: Yeah, I guess I see it. It's just he's always big, no matter what.
0: Yeah. The film is dedicated to Benny Dobbins, who is a stunt performer and coordinator. Uh, he died of a heart attack brought on from filming in the snow in Austria in the opening scene because oh. he had underlying health conditions. Mm-hmm. I like the salute at the end with his dedication. That was quite yeah. nice because uh, Arnold was actually friends with him. He used him quite a lot in his movies as a coordinator in um, a stunt double. and uh, Walter How had used him quite a lot in movies as well. So they shot um, the prison scene in a real working prison. Really? there was a- The warden told the cast and crew couldn't wear jeans um, because if there was a riot the guards wouldn't be able to tell who was a real um, prisoner and who wasn't hm. so they weren't allowed to wear jeans
1: I one one thing I had with this movie yeah. is that um, like I know there was racism but I didn't understand it yeah I know like, at one point, he referred to somebody as a jazz bow, and that seems racist, but I don't actually really know what that means. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there, there were moments where I was like, this is racist? Like, but I don't... <laughs> I guess it's just me not knowing, you know, like, 80s slang or whatever. But there were just a few moments that, like, felt racist, but I couldn't say for sure why they were. Yeah. Um. It was clearly nowhere near as bad as 48 Hours, but... And but and I also noticed that most of the black people in this movie were criminals or sex workers.
0: Yeah, and even Larry Fishburne's character is an arsehole yeah. to the white cops.
1: Although wouldn't you be too? I would be an <laughs> arsehole, James <which is> Bullshit. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. No, because just because that his character's such a dick. Mm-hmm. If they made a sequel to this, you know that it would have been switched And it would have been James Belushi's character in Russia. Yeah. Because that would have been hilarious. But, yeah, I'm glad there wasn't a sequel to this, actually. Uh, I don't hate the movie or anything. I I still kind of have a fondness for it. I know it's not a great movie, but um, I do like a lot of the action. I like a lot of the stunt work. I think it's fantastic. I mean, a bus chase. Mm -hmm. It's something you don't really see um, in movies like this. And it's also quite, for an action movie, an 80s action movie, it's also quite sort of subdued at the end. Yeah. It's like it's just two buses chasing. It's not like a big, huge, major action sequence with people dying and f- go out windows and massive explosions and stuff. So I quite like
1: that about it. Yeah, I didn't think this was a bad movie.
0: No, it's not a bad movie at all. It's just not great. Um, but no, it's not awful. When we're watching things that you haven't seen, I never know how you're going to about it. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's always a pleasant surprise when you don't come on and say, I hate this. No, I enjoyed watching it. And I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why, because you never really... I mean, the only one you've really absolutely hated that you hadn't seen before is 40 hours. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know why I'm always surprised.
1: I, I honestly... <laughs> I mean, part of it is that it's rare that I hate a movie. Yeah. Um, I'll be indifferent or be like, well, I just really didn't like it that much, but... I never – I rarely get, like, super angry (laughs) about a movie, like a lot of people do. Um, Mm. And I tend to be more forgiving of a lot, too. Um, Like, I'll cut something some slack if I know when it's from and that things were different or whatever. Um, But, yeah, like, I – you know, I saw The Eternals yesterday. And all last week I was seeing headlines about how it was, like, the lowest reviewed movie since – Thor 2 and how awful it was supposed to be and everything and I was so worried and I got there and I really fucking like that movie (laughs) like that happens to me a lot where there'll be a movie I'm excited about I see there's bad reviews I get worried but I still I'm not I'm not super critical
0: yeah it's going to be a while since until i see that movie I haven't seen uh, Shang-Chi yet it's really Um, good yeah but I'm waiting until it comes on Disney Plus on Mm the 15th think it's the 15th and 12th so i'll be watching that then and then i'll catch
1: eternals when it comes on disney plus probably yeah eternals is um it was really good it's different i mean it's it's not as action-packed as a lot of (laughs) them um and it's it's the longest movie besides endgame
0: right oh
1: god so that doesn't help i can't believe xander sat through the whole thing um but i really really enjoyed it
0: he sat through the whole thing in the theater
1: yep and that includes like 30 minutes of trailers first but he was very squirmy Right. He squirmed a lot. But he can barely sit through a movie at home. He usually watches like 30 minutes then walks away. Right, yeah. He watches movies in parts. Um, I regret not making him sit down to watch movies the whole way through when he was a little younger to get him used to it. yeah, but yeah I don't I I tend to not hate movie although like it is it is I guess a lot of it is that we're lucky that you and I our tastes aren't like incredibly different. No. Because that's the thing is I can usually sense before I watch a movie whether or not I'm going to like it. Like there are movies I just have no interest in seeing. And if someone somehow gets me to see it, I'm almost always right that that was not for me but the things you pick that i haven't really seen are usually i mean they're like these buddy cop movies or whatever Mm. and i'm fine with a buddy cop movie so um it's if you like crocodile dundee i did like crocodile dundee Mm. um i i think it's if you were if you were getting into like some pretty serious like space sci-fi stuff for some reason i can't get into space
0: Right, I'm going to have to pick a space movie. Sometime.
1: Yeah, I, I wanted... I can't think of it. Enough. I wanted to like <laughs> the alien movies, but they just were not for me. You know? Oh,
0: the alien movie. I think the first alien movie is a massive
1: It's very good. Like, I can recognize that it's very good. Yeah. But I I just wasn't into it.
0: I'm looking at a, a clock that I have just now. My sister got it for Christmas. Got me it for Christmas last year. Mm-hmm. And it's a clock made out of a VHS case of alien. Uh-huh um and so someone's just like put a put a hole through it and then stuck a clock face on it (laughs) and then the battery thing inside it and it is amazing and i love it so much and it's just something just so simple (laughs) but i love it um yeah i love the first alien movie and i like aliens i'm one of those weirdos just like the terminator movies who think the first movie is the best and other people seem to like the sequels better like the second one better uh, but yeah, this our tastes are actually quite similar. It is quite startling.
1: I have a lot of respect for certain things, even if I don't like them. Like this movie, I really respect the fact that like they're in Russia. Like like you said, you know, filming there at this time and having you know your main character be a Russian and then just like go back and like it's not like America changed him in any way um i like that it's it's the same thing as like i can say i i wasn't like into alien but like alien and aliens like i they're i think they're both very good i'm just not into Mm -hmm. them but there's even if i don't like a movie i can usually find something i respect um and i wish more people would because i think that there's i mean it's art right like there's usually something Mm -hmm. to the art um but it's hard for a lot of people to admit something can have good things even if they hate it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
1: like, I, I hope I can teach Xander better with that because I think it is really important to be able to take something good um, or find something you respect in things that you may not necessarily like because storytelling, I mean, I love storytelling. I love stories. And even if the story is told badly, there's, you know, even if it's just, that was a good idea that was executed poorly. Yeah. Like there's usually something there.
0: I can't remember what your positive was for 48 hours, but you did think of a positive for it.
1: Yeah, I I couldn't tell you, but... Uh,
0: I think it was Eddie Murphy, wasn't it? It
1: might have been. Um, If, I, if I'm if i having trouble with the positive, it often is a specific actor. Yeah, um, but I do
0: like that. I do like that we can still find... It's good to find good things in a movie you don't like. Have you... Just going back to the beginning of the podcast, have you seen The Principle?
1: No, I don't know what that is.
0: Starring James Beliché. Um, he, he's a high school principal and he becomes the principal of this uh, very troubled high school and, you know, it's mostly, you know, people of colour. <laughs> um,
1: oh no. Yeah,
0: kids of, uh, well, grown adults pretending to be teenagers. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's one of those. But, it's not like Dangerous Minds where she goes and, um, you know, teaches these kids how to be good and mm. he goes in and basically just kills everyone it's an action movie
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> um, I, you, you tell me about a white guy going into a black school and I'm like oh that's gonna be offensive as shit
0: yeah yeah, yeah we'll cover it one day great I just forgot about it until I was writing up about uh, James Belanger but yeah I want to watch the principal again I'm gonna try and find that again
1: uh, he was here last week was he? Yeah, he and uh, Dan Aykroyd were in town doing their Blues Brothers thing. All right, okay. um, which by the way, that's a movie I've never seen. Um, well, then I should Blues
0: Brothers.
1: I've never seen Blues Brothers. Oh, I really like that movie. But yeah, they were they were here doing the Blues Brothers thing, and apparently we have a bar called the Max that's like an '80s bar. Like, there's a ton of video games there. The drinks are named after '80s things, oh, and nice. there's old tvs like they had people donate when they opened they had people donate like their old tvs from like the 70s and 80s and stuff and so they'll be playing um they'll usually have like a dvd or something of a show from the 80s or 90s on um but of course the picture's awful in these (laughs) in the in these little tvs and there's like a giant falcor hanging from the ceiling um but anyway dan Aykroyd went there Last week, I saw a picture, and he signed one of their Ghostbuster things. They had like I think it was um, a Marshmallow Man or something, and he signed it. And uh, I thought that was really cool that he went to the '80s bar. They must have gone insane when he walked in there.
0: Yeah, well, that was amazing. Um, yeah, it's a fun place. Cool. Uh, right. So, our next movie and our uh, Swatchinger season is your pick, Jen, and you have gone with
1: Last Action Hero. <laughs> Last
0: Action Hero. Um, I, I knew it <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not one of my favourites but I, I'll give it another rewatch uh, and see if I've changed my mind on it um, that's all we have time for if you'd like to follow the podcast on twitter it's at drop the pilot pod uk is the website contact at uk is the email address where can people find you on the internet Jen?
1: I'm at pilot inspectors on twitter
0: excellent Thank you all for listening. We'll speak to you next time. Bye.
1: Bye.